BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer of thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we get started today, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like this video and subscribe. And if you already are, we greatly appreciate that. Also, make sure to follow on Twitter and Facebook uh, at the Viking Age. And go into the description today in this episode, if you're on YouTube or if you're on in the podcast form tomorrow, we are giving away a free Justin Jefferson jersey. Uh, the contest ends, I believe, on September 30th. So go check the description of this video to find out more and enter in that contest. All right. It is Vikings and Packers week. It is week one of the NFL season. We have made it, Chris. We are here. Um, but before we get started today, Sunday, it will be the eighth time that the Vikings and Packers have opened up their regular seasons against each other. Minnesota is three and four against the Packers in these week one matchups. Chris, do you know the last time the Vikings were able to defeat the Packers in a week one game? Oh, I know this um, <laughs> Lambeau field renovation. That's all I, so I think it, it was, was Lambeau. <sighs> was it Oh three? Oh, you got it. Yeah. It was oh. either Oh three or four. And I was, I know they made the playoffs in Oh four and they won, but Oh three yep. was the Nathan pool year. So, right. yep. 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 Week one. Of the uh, 2003 season, the Vikings defeated the Packers 30 to 25 at Lambeau Corey Field. Corey Chavis pick six, right? Uh, he had two. Or he, he didn't have a pick picks. six. He had two okay. picks. Uh, the Vikings had four interceptions. They picked off Brett Favre four times in this game. Um, the Packers had five turnovers. Uh, Dante Culpepper threw for 195 yards and three touchdowns while, while also rushing, rushing for 50 yards. Uh, Randy Moss led the way with nine catches for 150 yards. One touchdown. Mo Williams led the team in rushing with 80 yards. Uh, Aaron Elling made th- all three of his field goal attempts for the Vikings. And uh, the Vikings actually led 27 to 3 in this game with less than two minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, and luckily, they were able to hold on for the five point win. Okay. 
It's Vikings Packers week. We don't like the Packers. They don't like us. That's just how it goes as a Vikings fan. And if you're a Vikings fan and you don't hate the Packers, then you know, I'm probably going to question if you really are an actual like serious uh, Vikings fan. So Minnesota and Green Bay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, no, I, I was just going to add to that because I remember in college I was watching Viking Packer game at a bar. Um, I believe it was the 2010 year where wasn't it Shanko had the catch and they called it a non-catch and that wound up screwing them over. And this guy's over in the corner like, I, I don't even, I just cheer for both teams. I'm like, it doesn't work that way, dude. No. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, uh, unless you're not a football fan, in that case, I I guess, like, you just don't have an allegiance, but. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, if you're going to root, sides if you're gonna root for, I understand if you're like, I like the, the Vikings and the Ravens or whatever, because they're in the AFC, that, that's fine. You can't like, you can't like the Vikings and the Packers. That's like, I like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, That's, you, you can't. <laughs> You can't do that. Can't do that. Um, so Minnesota and Green Bay will open up the 2022 regular season inside U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday at 325 Central Time. It is the game of the week on Fox. I believe pretty much every state in the country uh, will be watching it, except for New York, who has to watch like the Giants and Titans. Uh, so have fun with Lucky that. Them. Yeah, so Fox's number one announced team will be there, which is now Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, uh, since Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are now with ESPN. And lastly, according to FanDuel, the Packers are currently favored by one and a half points. Do you, Chris, are you going to this game? Are you going to this uh, game? I am not. This is not. not, I I was thinking about going. uh, The guy I usually go with, he's coming back. I got to shout out my muse, uh, Jason Kenyon here, but uh, he's actually on a cruise in Europe somewhere uh, Hmm. right now. And he is flying back on Sunday morning and he is literally crawling to his tailgate to make this game. So I, I was like, I'd like to go to this game. He's like, yeah, I'm not having anyone at my house. And I'm like, I totally understand. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure there's another couple of mint stories there, but this game is not on uh, the list. Uh, what are you most excited about for this game? The big unveil. Like it sounds cliche, but I mean, there's a lot we don't know about the Vikings right now. Um, Kevin O'Connell's offense, like how is that going to work? Uh, One of the things that I'm excited about is how they're going to use Dalvin Cook. I think we've talked a lot about Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, but uh, I think Dalvin Cook's the key to winning this game. The Packers like to play in nickel. They like to play four up front, two linebackers. They have two very good linebackers in Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, a former gopher turned heel. Um, But if you have a six-man box, I mean, running the ball is going to be key. And I also think that not only are they going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball with a lot of players. You're going to see Alexander Madison although he's questionable on the injury report right now with a uh, personal situation. Right. Uh, Kane Wongwu, you might even see Ty Chandler at times. I, I think we're going to see CJ Ham get Jaylen the ball. Rager. Yeah, you, you don't know? Yeah, Jalen Rager, who Matt Daniels um, is very he's, fond of. He's super pumped. He He's salivating in his <laughs> words. That's, um, that's interesting. I'm sure the Eagles were salivating too when they took him ahead of Justin Jefferson, but he's on our team now. He's on our team now. I yeah. probably shouldn't slam him, but yeah. welcome to welcome to Minnesota, Jalen. I mean, just return some punts and don't fumble. But um, 
there's a lot to be excited about. This is mm-hmm. a juicy game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think the Vikings are viewed as a, a Super Bowl contender, but there's just a lot of anticipation for this game. Like, when when do you think the last time you had this much anticipation for a Vikings season opener was? Was it 20? Was it 2018? After after the NFC Championship? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, maybe 2010 when the Vikings went to New Orleans after yeah. losing the NFC Championship. I mean, that yeah. was like that was like going to Atlanta to begin the 1999 season, yep. though. Yep. Where you're yep. just yep. like, but dead. Yeah. Dead. D E D. Dead. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just go through. This will be part of our just our preview, and we'll go for the, through the injury report. We'll look at some matchups, and then we'll look at like some best some best props and and make a score prediction at the end. So uh, the injury report for the Vikings and Packers. We're recording this on Thursday, and uh, this is how things look as of today. So there's been two days of practice. There's one more day, and I believe the the Vikings will declare people out tomorrow uh, or Saturday. So for the Vikings right now, it is uh, defensive lineman Jonathan Bullard has been limited the last two days with a biceps injury. Uh, safety Lewis Seen was added to the injury report today with a knee injury, and he was limited in practice. And like you mentioned before, uh, running back Alexander Madison missed today's practice due to a personal matter. It's not injury-related, so I have to keep an eye on that. As for the Packers, they have a long list of players who are hurt. And this just seems kind of how they do things. So Alan Lazard, uh, their receiver, is uh, dealing with an ankle injury. He has not practiced on Wednesday or today. Uh, David Bakhtiari, their tackle, he's coming back from an E injury. He's been limited uh, in both days. Same thing with uh, Elton Jenkins, who is a, another offensive lineman. He's dealing with a pectoral injury and a knee injury. Uh, that's an interesting combo. He's been limited. Darnell Savage, their safety, has been limited with a hamstring injury. Robert Tanyan, tight end, dealing with a knee injury. He's been limited. And then you've got some guys that have practiced fully this week, but they're still listed on an injury report. So we've got Mason Crosby, the kicker with a right knee injury. Uh, Tipa Galei with a elbow injury. He's a linebacker. Uh, center Jason Hansen, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Yash uh nyman he's tackle he's dealing with a knee injury rookie christian watson receiver he's dealing with a knee injury and then uh mercedes lewis tight end he just got some rest this week because he's old um holy cow packers have a long list of injuries um so looking at the vikings though just going back if you've forgotten already uh since that long list of Packers players, are there any players injured players that you think maybe hurt their chances of of winning if they don't play on sunday um, are you talking Packers or Vikings? Vikings, 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 right Vikings. Vikings. Well, there's not too many on the injury report right now. I mean, Lewis seen, he didn't really do much during the preseason. So I, I right. can't really call seen like a must have player. Jonathan Bullard's a rotational guy and Madison's a backup. Maybe he goes in, you know, to spell cook here and there now with this new kind of philosophy that the new staff has, but I, I don't, I'm not really concerned. I think the Vikings did a very good job this preseason of managing their guys. It, it's always rest versus rust, but I mean, you know, look at us a year ago. We're looking at Irv Smith Jr. and his knees all screwed up. You know, he broke his thumb this year, but 
they did a good job putting them on a plan. And I, I think they were smart about it. They just said, Hey, like, let's just get you ready for week one. Like maybe it was a thing. Like, I, I mean, I think he was practicing last week, wasn't he? So, I mean, it, Irv Smith, Irv Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, they probably just said, Hey, let screw the preseason. Let, let's just get you healthy. And yeah, he's, he's not even on the report. Yeah. So, he's I mean, it'll be there. huge to get him back. Um, it, I, I, I'm not sure what his role is going to be. We've talked about yep. this before, but I, I mean, it's better than not having him. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. Say I, that. I, I think Delvin cook said it. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before he said it best where he's like, I haven't, I haven't played in the preseason like ever, maybe his rookie season a little bit like, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really played and he's just used to like, this is it. I'm, I just make sure I'm ready for, for week one. And if you're not ready for week one, then, you know, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't really be here. Um, so that kind of goes for, for everybody. But like you said, you know, they might be a little rusty, but they're still going to be there. I think the Vikings would rather have a, a rusty Kirk Cousins instead of no Kirk Cousins or a, a rusty Justin Jefferson instead of no Justin Jefferson. So I think they're going to have to power through with these guys so they get to have them. Um, if you can remember much from the Packers injury report, the CVS receipt of injuries that they have, uh, what do you, what stands out to you the most from that? Is there anything that just sticks out? The offensive line, uh, David Bakhtiari uh, dealing with that knee injury. I think he tore his ACL. What was it like over a, year, a while ago, two years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. I, a year and a half, maybe um, my math's a little off, but they tried to bring him back before the playoff game last yeah. year, yep. but uh, they just decided it wasn't worth it. He's had all offseason to rehab it. You know, he's going to be going off against Darius Smith, who is pissed off at the <laughs> Packers. It, it is kind of funny. Like he talked to reporters on Monday and he's like, yeah, you know, it'll be good to see the guys. Yeah, he and was then yep. Tyler Dunn's like, hold up. And like just drops this quote where he's just like, yeah, I was mad by year three. I, I want to play him twice. I want to kill him. Um, that's good. Um, and when Bakhtiari is dealing with a knee injury, that's, that's good. When Elgin Jenkins, probably their second best lineman is also dealing with, a couple of injuries right now, there's going to be ways to attack this offensive line. So I'm excited about the Vikings pass rush going into Sunday because they'll have uh, probably an easier time getting to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would, I would hope so. And you know, they'll, they'll have the crowd noise behind him and that'll help. Um, I'm pretty curious about the, the receivers, you know, Alan Lazard. I think, I think a lot of people figured he'd be the, the number one guy for the Packers this year. It doesn't seem like he's going to play. He hasn't practiced at all. Uh, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, which is kind of vital when you're a receiver. And then Christian Watson, he's practiced fully, but he's uh, dealing with a a knee injury. He's the rookie that uh, the Viking that the Packers got after they made the trade with the Vikings this year. So you know, you look at the other receivers on uh, the Packers depth chart. You got you look at uh, Romeo Dubes, uh, who is another rookie that that the Packers drafted this year. Randall Cobb, him. yeah, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Amari Rogers, like it's, and then you know you had the their their tight end too, um, Tanyan. He's been dealing with a an injury. He's been limited this week too. So that's like, who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? Are they just going to run AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones the whole time? Uh, you know, like who who is he throwing to? <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones because the Packers. Oh, yeah. 
I, I mean, look at look at the obvious things. You have a whole bunch of receivers Aaron Rodgers isn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that the running game is the strength of their offense right now, just with their offensive line issues. Their, uh, you know, you get Tanyan back. Aaron Jones is, I believe, I looked it up, sixth in the NFL since 2019 with four point nine yards per carry so he's a very efficient running back another guy who gets cycled in and out and then you have aj dylan who murdered a mascot this offseason um i am terror i would not try and tackle him but um (laughs) it it was hilarious actually for a packer fan i enjoyed it or i mean for a uh, packers player i should say i enjoyed it very much Mm -hmm. sammy watkins is very interesting to me in this matchup uh courtney cronin dubbed him six games sammy but it's because uh he's very good at the beginning of the season because he's not nicked up and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. each of the past three weeks in week one, he has gone off Uh, 2019 with the chiefs. He has nine catches, 198 yards and three touchdowns week one with the chiefs in 2020, seven catches, 82 yards and a touchdown week one with the Baltimore Ravens last year, four catches, 96 yards, no touchdowns, but still that's like, 300 I, I i'm just doing it off the top of my head 300 yards four touchdowns in week one like i don't know that these receivers against the viking secondary is a matchup that i'm kind of concerned with because we have a lot of questions with the, the secondary patrick peterson's getting old cameron dantzler's had a couple of flubs like late in games yep. and then you know it's shandon sullivan it's a caleb evans it's andrew booth jr who's probably banged up right now uh chris boyd you know, we don't want him out there. So, I mean, it, it's it's a very interesting matchup. And I don't know. I, I would be aware of Sammy Watkins because he could he could definitely go off. Yeah. Didn't the Bills, they traded up for him uh, when he was drafted. Like they, He like, was a big deal coming out of yeah, Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. And they, Let's yeah. See. But, fourth but overall now, pick, 2014 draft. Fourth. Oh my Fourth. goodness! <laughs> he was a stud, though. I mean, I he never was, had a problem. But then with he, it. then he had like some foot problems, and he's just never kind of. And they never had same. a quarterback. Hey, yeah, catch well, passes from EJ Manuel. Yeah, EJ Manuel. Did he have Fitz? Was that was that after Fitzpatrick? I think it was. Um, he had Tyrod Taylor. I feel like that he was around for that. Um, yeah, so it'll be something to watch with 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 the Packers. I think it's going to be a good test at least for, for this Vikings defense to see kind of a measuring stick of where they are so far. It's still early, so they still have plenty of time to fix things, but it'll be a good measuring stick. Um, let's move on to some matchups uh, on Sunday. So, you know, looking at the Vikings offense and the Packers defense, you know, which, which kind of position group matchup intrigues you the most? Um, I was going to say, I I kind of spoiled it a little bit, huh, with the Dalvin Cook thing. I I guess I'll go with the second one. You know what? Adam Thielen has kind of torched the Packers over the last couple times at home. Um, I believe Matt Anderson posted that he has three touchdowns in the last two home meetings with the Packers, and he's got 24 touchdowns over the past two seasons. That's fourth in the NFL uh, among wide receivers. So. I mean, he's still an effective weapon in the red zone. And when I look at Kirk Cousins, like I'm still wondering if he's comfortable in this offense. I talked to Sam Ekstrom today and he said, there's been some hiccups, but I mean, for the most part, Kirk's look good and comfortable. 
it's going to boil down to whether he's willing to pull the trigger downfield. But when he gets in trouble, he's going to look for a security blanket, especially in the red zone. So I think Adam Thielen's going to be in his crosshairs a lot. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to go up against Jair Alexander, I assume. So it, it's going to be really move, interesting to see. They're going to move goes. him around a lot. They're going to move yes. these guys around a lot. And I don't think Jair Alexander is someone who he's not known for like shadowing people. I don't um, think so. Especially if he, if Jefferson goes in the slot or Thielen goes in the slot, like they're going to be moving these guys all around to get. It, should we just go Kevin O'Connell against the Packers defense? Like, yeah. Yeah. KOC yeah, with yeah, a I mean, Madden controller on the sideline or what? Uh, I mean, you just look at with Cooper Cup, everyone's like, oh, this, this corner is going to shut Cooper Cup down. It's like, probably not because Cooper Cup is going to be at, like everywhere on the field. And I feel like that's going to be similar to. Like that's what Packers fans keep saying. Like, oh, Jair Alexander is going to shut down Justin Jefferson. And I'm like, so he's going to shut him down when he's lined up in the backfield, or he's in the slot, or you know, motioning and all that stuff. I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but you know, no matter if if they want to shut down Justin Jefferson, that's fine. They're probably going to need more than than one person, which opens up you know lanes for Thielen and and KJ Osborne. I'm really looking to see what KJ Osborne is going to doing this game i think he's gonna he's got the opportunity to have a a big day he's gonna be probably lined up in the slot a bunch uh going against what they got they switched rasul douglas in the slot which is weird because he had a really good year on the outside outside, yeah last year and they're like yeah we're gonna we're gonna pull a vikings and pull an ali udo and put you in the slot because you know you can do that too so i'm curious to see how that works out you got irv smith and dalvin cook and you know, all these guys that they can throw to. So uh, there's a lot. We talked about the Packers, like just who are they going to throw to? Or like the Vikings have a lot of options to, to throw to. And I think you talked about, what about Kirk Cousins looking downfield? I think Kevin O'Connell might do some things where he kind of forces Kirk Cousins to, to look downfield. He's not going to give him the easy outs with, with CJ Ham being there or, or, Dalvin in the flat or, or Irv Smith, he's going to make sure that he has to look downfield. So I'm curious to see if he does that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'm going to be looking at the... You know, we, we, we talk about this group and how they they could be better, but they hardly ever are. You got to look at Minnesota's offensive line, and until they prove otherwise, I'm still going to have plenty of questions. Garrett Bradbury's still in there. They're going to be going against a, a Packers defensive line that just destroyed them last year. Kenny Clark just has you know all pro performances whenever he gets to go against Garrett Bradbury. Uh, so I I'm curious to see how this goes. Like what what Kevin O'Connell has planned to kind of make things a little easier for maybe Bradbury and some of the guys on the inside. You know, we got Ed Ingram in there. He's a rookie. He beat out Jesse Davis, which is not as impressive if as impressive as some people like to think. Uh, but he's going to be in there. Uh, but then you got Darisaw and O'Neal and Ezra Cleveland. But yeah, until proven otherwise, I still have to have a lot of questions about the Vikings offensive line. Is that, is that all you got for the, the offense versus the Packers defense? I would say so. I mean, you made a good point with the offensive line. I mean, I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> the three fifths of it. I mean, Garrett Bradbury and Ezra Cleveland, like those are the two guys that I'm kind of like, okay, what are we getting here? And you have a rookie at right guard. 
So I, that could go well. That could go poorly. Um, I don't think Ed Ingram is going to be an all pro right from the jump, but mm-hmm. you you know where the Packers are going to attack. They're going to hit the middle of that offensive line, and that's where Kirk freaks out the most. So let's see if uh, Kevin O'Connell can make him play with a quiet mind, as they say. Switching to the defensive side of the ball, um, I guess which Vikings defensive versus Packers offensive position group uh, intrigues you the most? I said receivers and cornerbacks. I I think the Vikings cornerbacks against the Green Bay receivers. I I mean, you know, Packer fans have been just drooling over Romeo Dobbs this uh, this offseason. He's looked impressive. He's had a lot of drops. Uh, Christian Watson has been dealing with a knee injury. He's probably really far behind because he missed training camp, but um, he was a speedster. Nice side speed guy out of North Dakota State. Weren't the Vikings uh, supposed to fire uh, Quasi Adolfo Mensa after the Packers drafted him? Right? Weren't they supposed to do that? Because I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to cock off about you know him getting hurt <laughs> in training camp. It it could happen. He could come out and you know burn him a couple of times. Uh-huh. So it's a long ways to go, but it's not a good start. No, I'm not um, talking about you. I'm just saying a lot of people are like, oh, how could no, you no, no, the I, Packers? I'm saying I, I'm not. I'm not. It's it's weird. It it is weird. I mean, the trade with the Packers was probably a good deal in value. I mean, they wound up getting Andrew Booth and Ed Ingram. It was a very good trade. Yeah. So I mean, if Booth and Ingram both become starters, and I think I mean Ingram already has. Mm -hmm. If Booth becomes a starter down the road, if he didn't get if Booth didn't get hurt, there's a good chance that he could start or at least have a a bigger impact, a key role. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to be looking at, we mentioned them already. We know that, uh, what, what AJ Dillon and, uh, wow. Who's the other running back that is off Aaron Jones. A- yeah. Aaron Jones. So many Aaron's and AJ's and yeah, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, yeah, that's going to be probably the focal point of the Packers offense on, on Sunday. They don't really have many other options. So I'm going to be looking at, uh, you know, can Eric Kendricks, and the the Vikings other linebacker who is slipping my name as well, uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. What? Or uh, no, no, no. That's no, a country no, no, singer. No, what no, am no, I no, doing? No, no, no. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Jordan Davis is on uh, the Eagles. He's oh yeah, uh, he's also tackle. a massive defensive tackle. That's okay. right. Jordan Hicks, um, <laughs> who I probably didn't know because he's just been like he's been good in his career, but he's never been like a standout guy. But I'm I'm curious to see. Uh, what those guys are able to do against the Packers running backs, if they could slow them down, you know, in pass coverage, can they get them in the backfield when they get the ball in their hands? You know, they're going to be pretty, pretty key in the Vikings playing well on defense. You know, Eric Kendricks had a not so great season last year. If you look at his, his analytics, um, he was, had a, a bit of a down year, especially when it came to defending the run, but he was still pretty good in pass coverage. So curious to see how he does. He's a captain this year. Uh, so maybe that'll uh, give him a little kick in the pants to do uh, a little better. Um, and he's married now, so uh, not, not that it has anything to do with it. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to be something to watch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Vikings have to stop Aaron Rodgers. He's the two-time reigning MVP. you got to stop him. He's going to try and find whatever weakness the Vikings have. And pick that apart. So if Cam Dancer is having a bad day, they better figure some things out real quick because uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to attack him as much as possible. So 
obviously the Vikings have to stop Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right, let's get into some some picks. Some some picks for the weekend. I, I put together some some of the props that are available on uh, FanDuel right now. We'll go through a few of them, and then we'll just pick uh, see if we can pick a, a score for for Sunday. So first, let's start off with some a passing prop. Uh, FanDuel right now has Kirk Cousins uh, with the over under. Of 270.5 passing yards. What are you taking, the over or the under? I'm taking the under here. I, oh. I think this is a game. I mean, if the Vikings are smart, they're going to run. Because because like I said, their base defense, like Dalvin Cook's going to have run room to run up the middle. And I mean, are, are you going to challenge Alexander? Are you going to challenge Stokes? I mean, I, I know that you're going to move guys all over the formation, but I think I don't think the Vikings are going to come out with an air raid offense. It doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins is only going to throw for like 190 yards or something, but I, I think 270 is a little bit too high for this game. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm 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 going to take the over because uh, I think they're going to Kevin O'Connell is going to use this game to kind of showcase um, maybe what he can do with Kirk Cousins in in this offense because I think he's been he's been hearing it all offseason Kirk Cousins has been hearing it all offseason like you know can Kevin O'Connell get the most out of Kirk Cousins or is like Kirk Cousins still just going to be this guy who puts up the stats and, and the Vikings don't turn that into wins but last year against the Packers Kirk Cousins had 341 yards passing and three touchdowns um so that was one of his let's see one two three four five six 300 yard passing games so he had quite quite a bit of games um over 300 passing yards like uh but i think last season Sayer alexander was not playing for the packers and they had some some other people out on defense as well i think rashawn gary was out so that probably played a role but i'm gonna take the over i think he's gonna go over over 300 i think the vikings are a more pass first offense um, and they're going to try and showcase that. So I'm going to take the over with Kirk Cousins. Now, Aaron Rodgers, his over-under for passing yards is 258.5 yards. Are you taking the over or the under for that? I'll take the over. I remember what happened uh, a couple years ago when Aaron Rodgers took on a questionable secondary in the season opener. So uh, you have a lot, little more experience no, there. No but fans. Said, no fans in that game. No though. fans, yes. That's why he had like 47 touchdowns and five interceptions that year because he didn't yeah. have to deal with any of that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers goes over. I'm not afraid of the no receivers. I, I, I think he takes over and tries to get him this win. Yeah, I think he I, he could do that. I think he could put try and put this team on his back and just, you know, will him to a victory or whatever. He's capable of doing that. Uh, but I think. Yeah, like we talked about before with, with Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon. I think it's just going to be a heavy dose of them. I think it's going to be they're going to try and pound it down the Vikings' throat. The Vikings did add some people to try and improve their, their rushing defense, but it doesn't mean it's, you know, a thousand percent better. It's an area that they've struggled the last few years. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have less than 258 and a half passing yards. Looking at rushing, uh, I only took Dalvin Cook because the other two were not that interesting. Dalvin Cook, rushing yards, over, under, 71 and a half. What do you think? I think he goes over. 
I, I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan. And, and I'm not sure, you know, they were talking about using him out wide. I, I mean, you're like you said, you're going to have people moving all over the place in the formation where it was very static beforehand. I, I think Cook's going to be a chess piece. I know he's 27 years old, I but I also know that he's a very dynamic back that, the, that Kevin O'Connell has never had. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, a big Dalvin Cook game on Sunday. And I don't think I'm going on a limb here and saying this is probably the healthiest is going to be all year. Yeah. Because uh, he hasn't played. Um, and he's prone to getting banged up every time he's on the field. Uh, I'm going to go with under. And it's not because I don't think he's going to be in, not involved in the game plan. I just think they're going to do uh, he's going to be more involved in the passing attack. Like it's going to be more even evened out in passing targets and rushing attempts than it might have been in the past when, when Zimmer was running the ship, not that he was running the offense, but he wanted a more conservative approach that emphasized the run. This this offense, we've heard, it emphasizes the pass more, so I think Dalvin Cook were, will kind of be used more in an Aaron Jones kind of way where he gets runs out of the backfield and, and gets a bunch of targets too. So I'm going to go with the under, but I still think he'll have an, I still think he'll have over 100 total yards, but... um. I'll go with the under with, with rushing yards. Receiving yards. Justin Jefferson over under 82.6 receiving yards. I think they find a way to get him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I think Justin Jefferson is what Dalvin Cook was in uh, Mike Zimmer's offense. And, and I mean, it's not a wrong answer to have Dalvin Cook as your guy, but I mean, think of it this way. The Vikings were first in rushing attempts last year, and Mike Zimmer still wander on the ball more. <laughs> like that's like dictatorial. Like and they weren't know. they weren't efficient. They they weren't efficient. No. Either. No. It was just run the ball, run the ball, right? And like probably Clint's just like, all right, screw <laughs> it, I'll run the ball. Like, you know. Yeah. So last year, um, so you are you saying the over? Yeah, I'm saying the over on that one. Okay, so so last year, Jefferson against the Packers in a monster game, eight catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, but during the entire 2021 season, he averaged 102.3 receiving yards in games that were played uh, inside U.S. Bank Stadium. So when he plays at home, he goes off pretty much every time. So I expect that to happen. I feel like this is a pretty easy choice to make, and he's going to hit the over for sure. I'll be very surprised if he does not have more than than 85 receiving yards. Um, Adam Thielen, though, over under 48 and a half receiving yards. I think, man, that is low. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go over. I know I said I said Kirk Cousins under 270, but I mean, I, I think at Thielen's going to get his. I, I think he'll find the end zone for sure. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. he'll be like. Two touchdowns, 40 yards. I I think Dalen gets over 48 and a half. It's a pretty good bet to take the over. Yeah, it's very, I feel like it's very enticing because uh, it is it is pretty low, but I can see it happening because of all the weapons that we've talked about. We've got Jefferson, uh, KJ Osborne, Thielen, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, uh, Jalen Rager, Alexander Madison, like, and we know Kirk Cousins likes likes to spread the ball around when he's when he's feeling it. He likes to give everybody a share. We didn't I didn't even mention CJ Ham. I am sorry. Top target CJ Ham. Um 
So I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under. I think I think Thielen will get a touchdown, but I think it's gonna be like a maybe a disappointing four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, but I think he's at the point in his career where he's probably like, I just want to win. So I'm not sure he's gonna really complain if he's getting that much. Um, and I'm sure it will be a lot more fun to get four catches in this offense with this coaching staff than it probably would be with the other coaching staff. So. I'm going to go with the under with that. Uh, Scoring-wise, we've got a couple here. Uh, Vikings over under two and a half touchdowns scored on Sunday. What do you think? More or less than two and a half touchdowns? I'm thinking of my score prediction. I think it'll be under. Under? Under. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with it over, and I'll let you know. I wrote about it today, actually, so I'll let you know. Um. With Kirk Cousins, they scored four touchdowns last year against the Packers uh, at home in U.S. Bank Stadium. And then with Kirk Cousins, since he's been with the team since 2018, uh, the Vikings have never scored fewer than three touchdowns in a week one game. So I feel like unless something drastic happens, like Kirk Cousins gets hurt or Dalvin or Justin Jefferson goes down, I think I think three touchdowns is an easy bet to make. So I'm going to go uh, with the over. And then uh, I had some other ones, but we'll just go. We'll we'll skip right ahead and just go to the uh, the the final score prediction. Uh, like I said earlier, the Packers were favored by one and a half points. What do you got? I said the Vikings are going to lose their first two games, and I'm going to stick with it. I think I think it's a close game. I think uh, the Vikings show up. I I I just need to see them do it. Like I, I'm I'm yeah. just concerned that. Cousins isn't quite comfortable in this offense, which isn't a slight towards Cousins. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I did hear, like you said, I did hear the report from Sam Ekstrom said he looks fine in training camp. He's had a couple of hiccups, but it's nothing yeah. to be alarmed about. I, I, I just don't know when he's in game action and the bullets start flying. Is he going to start checking down again? Because everything like they were asking him, like, are you going to be more aggressive? And he's like, well, we'll, we'll see. And it's like, <laughs> no, Ke- Kevin O'Connell's task is basically ripping a fistful of wires out of his neck and turning him like inside out basically. So I think, I think the Vikings are competitive. I think it's close, but I think they ultimately lose 27 to 20. All right. Um, yeah. I don't think, he, I don't know if you heard Kevin O'Connell the other day when he said, when I think it was a reef who asked him, you know, like what are the expectations for Kirk cousins? Like do you, how much more do you want him to like progress or move forward? And O'Connell was like, I don't, I don't really need him to to do that. He can just, you know, be the same guy that he is and he knows what he expects from us. So I don't know if the Vikings are looking for Kirk Cousins to be really different than what he has been in the past. They just want him to be maybe more maybe more efficient. Um mm-hmm. and just make some some better choices with his throws. I, on the other hand, wearing my uh purple uh Brett Favre jersey, legendary Vikings Hall of Famer, Brett Favre. Um, I have them winning 38 to 35. Um, so I think it's going to be, it's week, week one games. The first month I feel like in football season, September, like there's like no defense, uh, because everyone's healthy. Weather's not bad. Um, and guys are just flying everywhere. Like the rules are more lax or maybe they're not. Um, they favor, they tend to favor the, the offense more because yeah, legal, uh, legal, gra- or legal touching. 
That that's legal contact. Thing. Legal legal contact. contact. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. <laughs> legal contact. Do yeah, not touch be, the receivers. Basically. That's going to be something I feel like guys like O'Connell and McVeigh and all those guys are trying to exploit these first couple of weeks, and then people are going to mm-hmm. complain about it. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be high, high scoring. I believe the the over under for this game is 47 and a half, so that's pretty high. It's one of the mm-hmm. one of the higher ones of the week. Um, so yeah, 38, 35. I'm not going to say that it's Gonna be done with a Greg Joseph field goal at the end. It could be, you know, they already have like a six point lead or something. And the Packers try and catch up, but I don't want to put that on Greg Joseph. But if it happens, I think he can do it. Uh, so yeah, thirty eight, thirty five, and then real quick, do you have any like bold prediction? I guess you made some bold predictions, and you've got some, I think, coming out for for the Vikings yeah. soon. Do you have um, any that maybe you want to spill the beans for just one for for something to happen on Sunday? I think I went over all of them. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, Dalvin Cook. Um, I think Zadarius Smith and Neil Hunter each get a sack. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be. Yeah, I think, I nice. think they're both motivated, and I think, I think the Vikings will find a way to attack. I'll go with one. Uh, I'll go with uh, Jalen Rager will score a touchdown. Whether it pun be return? Pun return. Reverse, touchdown catch, whatever. I think he's going to have a touchdown, and then Eagles fans are going to lose their mind. So, you can only hope for that. And then they play the Eagles in week two, so that'll be uh, <laughs> uh, lots of fun. Hey, this guy. I can see that going. <laughs> this guy in here coming in our in our, our YouTube feed telling, get out of here. You must be a Packers fan. Get out of here. I don't even know what that means. Skulls. Well, he 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 made his own own acronym. So so keep on losing. That's what skull stands for. Oh, he's, he's okay. Yeah, he's he's really smart because you know we root for the ah. the Vikings queens or whatever. You know, people like to to call us. Or that's whatever. at that's at least like smarter <laughs> than the Vikings, queens, I guess. I'll give him some points there. Yeah, we'll just say blow pack blow pack blow. You know, because that's about as creative as everything else that they come up with as well all right so yeah the vikings and packers sunday football is here finally we will see the beginning of the kevin o'connell era will it be good will it be bad i think we'll be okay no matter what because football is here it's exciting we're ready to get we're ready for another season to get our hearts ripped out so hope you're ready hope, hope you're ready for this chris are you ready let's go <laughs> all right we will talk to you guys on Monday. Make sure you subscribe uh, on YouTube and like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Spotify. The audio version of this podcast will be available tomorrow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but until Monday, hopefully it will be a victory Monday. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris and I will uh, we'll talk to you later.